0: Welcome to Midweek in the Word, where each week we seek to become better readers, hearers, and doers of God's Word. This podcast is brought to you by Faith Bible Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. Now, here is your host, Faith Bible Church's Adult Ministries Pastor, Pastor Brad Myers.
1: Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Midweek in the Word. We're so glad that you're joining us here this week. If, if you were with us over the course of the last year, the last few weeks, you know that we haven't been releasing any episodes. Uh, Before Thanksgiving, we wrapped up our yearly podcast, and and I got to thinking it might be kind of nice to sit down (laughs) for one more here before the end of the year um, to speak back to you one more time for Tom and I to get to speak uh, as we kind of wrap up 2021 and look forward uh, to 2022. So we're calling this a bonus episode is what we'll call it, a bonus (laughs) Christmas 2021 episode, even though we finished up our What Does the Bible Say About? and our introduction of the different staff and ministry areas. Uh, We wanted to spend a little bit of time and come back for one more episode. So today, in this special Midweek in the Word bonus episode, I'm joined by Tom Rempel, FBC's Preaching Pastor. Tom, welcome back to the end of the year. I'm
2: glad to to still be here at the end of this crazy (laughs) year. It's
1: good. It's good. We're getting ready for wrapping up 2021 and kind of looking back on 2021 and looking forward to 2022. Um, Listeners, in in that theme, let me just remind you that that Tom, over the course of the break that we had, um, shifted uh, a little bit from Hebrews into some Advent messages. Um, Pastor Nat Crawford was in the pulpit for a little bit. Tom was in the pulpit on Sunday. If you've missed either of those messages, as you get ready for Christmas and prepare your heart for that season, let me just remind you, you can check them out on faithbiblelincoln.org. You can find any of those messages, any of our past sermons, or you can subscribe to our Sermons Feed podcast. Just search for Faith Bible Church, Lincoln, Nebraska. And you can find the Sermons Feed podcast with a black background and the white letters. Catch up on any of those sermons you may have missed if you weren't able to be with us on any given Sunday. Uh, But listeners, like I said, as we head into the end of the year, uh, we thought it would be fun to look back at 2021 just a bit, celebrate how God has been faithful this year, what he's done in the ministry, uh, through the podcast, anticipate Christmas, anticipate 2022, and a few things like that. So this should be a little informal. Tom and I are just going to kind of share our hearts here a bit at the end of the year. Hopefully it's an encouragement to you as we head into the end of 2021. Uh, So let me just review here a bit, Tom. Um, let's get personal. What, what is one personal highlight in ministry for you in 2021?
2: Well, probably the biggest thing is after 28 years of living in the 120-year-old farmhouse on South Street, mm-hmm. uh, behind our back, our family was at work, <laughs> and uh, we geographically relocated. Yeah. And uh, so suddenly, I'm 20 minutes removed from the church office which has freed up an extra 40 minutes a day of mental health, we'll Mm. call it. So much more time to reflect and think, and I'm I'm committed to not turning the radio on or anything and just letting the Lord speak. So that's probably the... The highlight, and then on top of that, uh, added a, a fifth great-grandchild yeah, to the family, right. and they moved back from Texas to within seven minutes of our new house. So, right. yeah, so life, personal life changes have been kind of radical.
1: Mm, yeah, I, I hear you there. Obviously, our son Gabriel was born in the middle of, <laughs> in the middle yeah. of, of May, and it upset the apple cart a bit at our yes. home as well. But it was a, it's a fun year, and it's hard to believe that he's already almost seven months old. And wow. I'm sure that's the case. Uh, for your great grandson yeah. as well, for sure. How about how about on the church side? Uh, how about on the church? Like, what what is a highlight from twenty twenty one for the church for you?
2: Well, I, I, there were a number of things, but I, I think the the most outstanding is is to see the church coming back together. Mm. Has been we you know the, the shutdown of twenty twenty and then not exactly sure how to reactivate ministries and all. Uh, so the highlight is to see that that. People have treasured the fellowship of the church. Yeah. And then the other is the number of new faces and families yeah. that we have welcomed uh, again at just since interesting season, So that was a highlight. Probably the one moment uh, that was a highlight in the church this year was the Sunday that I actually got to do the baby dedication mm. of that fifth great grandchild yeah. uh, because... Uh, It was a reminder of the history of Faith Bible Church. So I was the youth pastor to all four of William's grandparents. I officiated the wedding for his grandparents on both sides. His Great-grandfather's other great-grandfather was part of the 12 men that articulated the doctrinal Mm. position of Faith Bible Church in the early days. And uh, so just to see it all come together in this little guy at one moment was a reminder again about the faithfulness of God in the church Mm. and that he is raising up generation after generation. So William's mom and dad were born to church family, grew up through the nursery, through our preschool, through Awana, through our youth group. And then in college, they were sponsors on the middle school team. And now they're parents of a preschooler starting to cycle over again. So that was a highlight for the year.
1: Yeah, no doubt. That is fantastic. I mean, those are the benefits. You know, as the church yeah. ages and you get to yeah. the 30-year mark, which isn't that far out in our future, yep. of just getting to see God's faithfulness over the course of yeah. the last three decades. Yeah, uh, What a cool reminder uh, for that. Okay, now we're going to stretch your memory just a bit here. Uh, how about on, on the podcast? What was a, a personal favorite podcast episode of yours?
2: Well, when I saw you were going to ask that question, that, that caused some reflection at 71 years old. You know? <laughs> You're not sure how far back I can remember. Yeah. I, I think the highlight was back in January. And, and on the 13th, we talked about the Mission of Faith Bible Church. Yeah. And we yeah. kind of reminded ourselves of what God had begun at that point, 28 years earlier, yeah. and just to be reminded that, that that call and mission stands firm. And mm-hmm. just so I went back again, I was looking at different ones, and I reheard that one and went, yeah, that's God's been faithful. He, he, mm-hmm. he set us on a course with some godly men, and here we are 29 years later now, and still pursuing that same mission. So that was the encouraging one, January 13th.
1: Amen. Amen. That's that's a long time to go back.
2: <laughs> Lucky January 13th, but I don't think we recorded it on a Friday, so we're okay.
1: It was good. Uh, listeners, to, to Tom's point earlier, if you are new to the church, if you're a new listener to the podcast, I'd encourage you to go back and check out those January episodes as we go through who Faith Bible Church is, what our core values are, some of those sort of things uh, might be encouraging to you, again, if if Faith Bible Church is a new church home for you and you're listening to the podcast. Uh, let's shift back here a gears a little bit. Then, um, what about personally? What what, what is something that, what God's been teaching you uh, personally over the course of the last year, Tom?
2: Well, you know, having been in ministry now for almost fifty years, I've I've seen different movements and waves and all. And this last year, God has reaffirmed again uh, the sufficiency of His Word. Mm that the one thing that we can count on is God's word being true and if we are continually devoting, and and I say that because there's always pressure to add new programs or new formats or, or new styles or something But what you find out is the one thing he's promised would not return without accomplishing an intended purpose was his word. So the the sufficiency of the word and a part of that, you know, just watching or listening to podcasts and and watching some ministries that tried other things collapse Mm. or Mm. dissolve, and you're going, what is it that will keep Faith Bible Church on track? So uh, that would be a highlight that God has reaffirmed that, and I think Mm. the other one is then also the security of his sovereignty. Yeah, And uh, you know, City Light had asked me to preach all 42 chapters of Job, <laughs> one Sunday in a 35-minute sermon. Good luck. And so to do that, I probably read through Job at least 12 times in preparation, yeah. always coming to chapter 42 where Job finally said, the plans of God cannot be thwarted. Yeah. So this is security of a sovereign God, that in the chaos, He is still on the throne and He's working it out. And with all the political upheaval and uh, all of the you know, the whole COVID thing and everything, to know that God's not surprised by this. Yeah. He's working something out for our good. So that's been reinforced the last year.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's really struck me as we think about it. So it's so easy to fall into a mindset that thinks like we just need to get this out of the way and get back to normal yeah. and get through this, you yeah. know, as, as opposed to an understanding of like trials and sufferings, scripture yeah. that's like, no, God is trying to teach us something. If we can refix our paradigm yeah. that COVID did not catch God by surprise, yeah. none of this was a shocker to God. The presidency, none of the election stuff was a surprise yeah. to God. He knew it was coming. He stands sovereign over the whole situation. It changes our whole mindset. When it comes to going through that sort of stuff. Well,
2: and I I just came from coffee with a longtime dear friend, and we were reflecting back on the last two years of their lives, and they hit an unprecedented crisis. Mm And then we were reflecting on how God used it to prepare them for this great thing that He have now opened up the door for. Amen. And so that was a reminder again, is that what seems to us to be inconvenient or even unpleasant is often part of his preparation for a glorious thing he has before. So I, was, I would say the last year when I think about that, how many times I've revisited Psalm 23, though I yeah. walked through the valley of the shadow of death. He takes us through the valley because on the other side there are greener pastures mm. and fresher waters. Yum. But you don't get there if you don't take the risk <laughs> of going through the valley. So that—that's where the yeah. sovereignty comes in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's—it's it's funny. That's probably something that's applicable to the church at, at large. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's maybe that's the same thing way you'd answer this question. But what, what's something you think God has been teaching the church as a whole over the course of the last year?
2: Well, I—I I, I think. For Faith Bible Church, and I think for a lot of churches, we have rediscovered that even for the introverts among us, uh, in-person, life-on-life mm. worship is essential, yeah. that, that uh, you know, the, the best way for a lion to take out, you know, an animal is to separate it from the flock or the herd. Mm. And we found out through the whole COVID separation and all that we are most vulnerable when we're separated. Yeah. And so I think that as a church we have rediscovered the beauty of fellowship together.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, some of us are rather outgoing, you know, extroverted, right. and so we, we can't live without the interaction. But all of a sudden I find out even those who think they could live a long time without ever having fellowship with another find out, no, I can't live without my brothers and sisters. Yeah. So I would say I would say at Faith Bible Church, if you If you stand where I do on a typical Sunday in front, and you stop singing for a moment and listen to the corporate worship of the congregation, that it is at a new, robust, healthy level. Mm. And I think it's because people have discovered, man, I need the encouragement of one another.
1: Yeah, I've heard more people say that over the course of the last year. How desperately they need that, and there is some irony to making that statement while we sit here delivering content over the internet. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to come down here; folks,
2: we'll, just, we'll deliver it to your front door, just like Amazon.
1: Well, and that's that's one of those odd, you know, consistent things. Like this is a, a, a niche that's helpful yeah. and hopefully it's encouraging to our listeners. Um, but we make no qualms about saying that neither the Sermons Feed podcast nor this podcast is a yeah. substitute for in-person gathering with yeah. Christ Church. And, and that really, so many people, I yeah. think, have realized that, have been reminded of that, have been encouraged by that. Even the introverts, which I can say yeah. <laughs> that as a self-identifying introvert myself. Yeah, I was, I was jamming so. you a little across the table. <laughs> it is what it is. Okay, so here, we're wrapping up 2021. Obviously, a part of wrapping up 2021 is also anticipating this joyful Christian or Christmas season. You've started into yeah. your Advent series. Let's shift gears here a bit. Uh, I want to talk about the upcoming Christmas season and just focus our hearts a little bit on what that means. Um, but let's start off here a little, a little bit lighter. What What is a significant Christmas memory from your past, Tom?
2: Well, I, you know, I, that was a hard question. Uh, there, there are three that are outstanding. One Christmas experience was I was the interim pastor at uh, First B and G Berg, Gothenburg, and uh, the deacons asked me if I would lead the Eulota service at Christmas time, and okay. so uh, my history was Christmas Eve gatherings. And so I said, "Sure." I live ten miles up the road in Cozad, and uh, I said, "So what's Eulota?" And they said, "Well, that's on Christmas morning at six o'clock." And I said, "Really? <laughs> <laughs> <No kidding. laughs> Will anybody be there?" Yeah. And so the Free Church and the Baptist Church would take turns hosting it. And so whoever hosted it led the worship, and the other pastor preached the message. Uh, it was the Baptist church chant to host. So I had to lead the singing at 6 o'clock on Christmas morning. Wow. And I never forget uh, to, saying to Linda and the kids, because Christmas Eve is our thing. So we tucked the kids in bed that night, probably about twelve thirty <laughs> one o'clock. And I got up at 4, showered, got dressed, drove the 10 miles. And when I got there, I'm 30 minutes early. So it's 5.30 Christmas morning. There is not a parking place in mm. any three-block direction uh, from the church. What and there are people from North Platten all over, and our building is packed with people. Wow. Never forgot, I got home, woke the family up, said, man, did you miss it? Uh-uh. <laughs> so for the next nine years, our family was there. Now, they don't want to repeat that, but yeah, that, right. that's just burned in <laughs> right. my memory. Uh, a second one was the, the first year, 1993, at Faith Bible Church. We were still at Union College in a mm-hmm. lecture hall. And somebody said, can't we have a Christmas Eve service? Mm Because that's kind of typical in Lincoln. And and so we got a hold of Lincoln Christian School and said, you know, could we use some space? And so they gave us what is their commons room out front. And so we just expected 20 or 30 people, and we'd sing some Christmas hymns, and I'd give a little devotionette, and we would go. And uh, Angie did some, you know, some minimal decoration and all and it was armpit to armpit, standing room only we wow. packed that on just a, a spur of the moment thing that was a highlight and then the, the third one was uh, it was the Christmas of two thousand and six and it was it was the last Christmas that our daughter Don Marie, was with us, and our family we were wrapping up uh, the Advent series and the candles and all and my family was supposed to do Isaiah nine and she had just had a critical surgery, and so Christmas Eve, instead of being here with the church, uh, it was just Linda and I and Don Marie in her hospital room in Omaha. And we didn't know, but we kind of suspected it might be our last Christmas. So we navigated through that, and it, it was a great time. But the following week, she was out of the hospital, and so we were going to do family Christmas gathering and it's the first Sunday of January, and there was a blizzard. We got up. You couldn't wow. navigate through town. Five o'clock, so Mike and I canceled church and the whole thing. And on at 10 o'clock, the sun was out. We could have no had church. So kidding. anyway, we canceled the morning, and our whole family had a... Glorious white Christmas Mm, at her home, and uh, it was just memorable. God just gave us a special day with a special blizzard to shut the whole city down Mm. so that we could celebrate one more time. So those are my three Christmas highlights.
1: Mm. Cool. What what a blessing. Um, On a bit a bit more of a serious note note here. um, So so. What, what then is, is one truth about Christmas? Because obviously there's a, there's a reason for these services. There's a reason that this yeah. is so significant in the life of the church. What, what is something we already talked about over the course of the last year, Christ and the incarnation. We've talked about some of these pieces. Uh, but what is a truth, a significant truth about Christmas, about Christ's incarnation, that is striking you specifically this year?
2: Well, I, I think, again, as I, as I said, Sunday in the worship, this is my 50th Christmas since i came to a personal relationship with jesus and i think this year it's it's the reminder that his birth was but the essential beginning mm. that he came to live among us and so it's it's easy to leave him in a crib or a cradle and it's also easy to see him on the cross mm. But the Christmas narrative is about the 33 years between the crib and the cross mm-hmm. and that what he taught us and how he lived before us. And the reality is that God came to be among us. He is Emmanuel. Yeah. Yeah. And so with my college Bible study, I've been, we've been working through Hebrews and, and what is the tabernacle and what is a God found a way to live among the people. Yeah. And then this year, just a reminder that he God came and tabernacled among us Mm. and we beheld his glory. So I think that's the, from the crib to the cross is this year's kind of highlighting in my own mind.
1: Mm. Yeah, I said it last year I believe around Christmas time uh, when I was preaching for you in one of the services that idea that everybody's everybody's comfortable everybody likes Jesus in the, in, in the cradle everybody likes Jesus in in the crib yep. sort of idea it's it's his perfect life you know yep. his rejection of sin, his defeat of sin on the you know those are the things that yep. bother people um, yep. yeah yeah very good very good how, how about how about traditions you've mentioned already a couple of things that you and your family have done in the past. Um, One of the things we want to encourage families to be doing is in their families, preparing their hearts, preparing their kids, Mm -hmm. preparing their families and those they're with uh, for embracing and remembering the significance of the season that tends to get so busy with other things and so filled up with other things. Um, What are a couple of things that you have historically done to prepare your hearts, to prepare your family's hearts for the Christmas season?
2: Well, for myself, years ago, I bought a copy of a book by Calvin Miller uh, called The Book of Jesus. And uh, it's just a collection that he did. Calvin Miller was a pastor at West Side in Omaha, uh, pr- uh, produced the trilogy and and all. And it, it, it's, it, Calvin Miller is just kind of a fun story all his own. So anyway, I bought that book years ago, and I pull it out, and I'm reading it. it it's divided up into sections that uh, that just dress. And there are great quotes from the scriptures, great quotes from writers of the past, yeah. poems and all. It's just a great collection. So if, And, and I, I mentioned that Mike Cox, who's now with Jesus, one of yeah. our former elders, asked me one time, so what's the best thing I can read at Christmas? I suggested it. He bought it, and it became his tradition. Hmm. So for me, the tradition is I pull it off the shelf, and I just start diving into it. Um, for our family, it's as the grandkids get old enough, when the kids were growing up, when they were old enough to read the Christmas story from Luke 2. Whose turn is it this year? And then, you know, with nine grandkids, it's like, who's old enough now? Well, the youngest one's now 17. I don't think that's going to be a problem. (laughs) They ought to be able to read it. (laughs) It it was that that moment. And then, you know, we'd always, uh, we gather Christmas Eve, after the Christmas Eve service, and uh, we gather, and we have noodle soup and butter balls, and we do the traditional thing. And then we sing Christmas hymns. And then somebody reads the Christmas story and then finally we rip open the presents. And yeah. It's just a tradition. It usually ends about twelve thirty in the morning and yeah. uh it it prepares us, I think, then puts it in perspective. So yeah. going to the Christmas Eve service is a family tradition. Yeah. And then gathering afterward as a family. But not saying, Well, we already did the Christian thing, yeah. but reading the story one more time. So
1: Yeah. That's that's been a fun memory for me with our kids is as they're they're not quite old enough to read yet. We're working on it a little yeah. bit with Josiah at yeah. five, but uh, not quite old enough to read yet. But just getting the chance to sit down as a family on Christmas Eve and read the Christmas story and remind them of the significance of it. Um, it's it's a fun it's a fun reminder. Yeah. Um, let, let me just mention listeners too, in case you haven't noticed. Um, we will be hosting Christmas Eve services, two of them this year. There will be one at 3.30 and one at 5 o'clock here at the yeah. church. We'd love to see you for one of those. It'll be a good time as we Chris, as we sing some Christmas yeah. songs, as we're reminded of the significance of Christmas, as, as we talk through some of these themes a little bit. We'd love to see you there if you can join us if you're mm-hmm. not out of town. Finally, Tom, let's shift gears one more time. I want to move from Christmas, uh, hopefully, as we wrap up 2021, but I also want to look forward because I'm yeah. excited about 2022. I'm excited about where we're going, where the church is headed. Um, so I want to take a moment and give you a chance to talk to that a little bit. What are you looking forward to personally in 2022?
2: I, I think 22 has is, is to use a, a Christmas term, it's pregnant with possibilities. Mm, yeah. Uh, we've been we spent a year with Stan Parker at My Bridge Ministries, just kind of looking at the church, assessing. And I, I think there are some new ministry opportunities coming, and some adjustments we'll be making as a church. Kind yeah. uh, of call for some new leadership yeah. to make it happen. I think open doors. Uh, you know don't be too bold with it, but but God seems to have front loaded Faith Bible Church for something that we can't yet identify going yeah. forward, you know, not just with financial resources, but with gifted people and hearts and all. And, and so the, the 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 excitement about the unknown. Yeah. So there's a there's a couple of major ministry adjustments we're working on. Coupled with that is that there is something that God is holding out there that we just have to be faithful to. So I'm excited yeah. about that.
1: Yeah, it's going to be really exciting as we go into that. Uh, obviously, listeners, we're going to be delivering more information on that, helping you understand what we're talking about, yeah. but it, it's going to be a fun year in yeah. 2022. It's going to be an exciting yeah. year uh, to see what God does for sure. Uh, what about the church? What can the church be looking forward to, excited about? Obviously, this is related to your personal yeah. excitement in 2022, but is there something that we can be looking forward to?
2: Well, I, th- I think that the church is going to see us r- refresh, refresh, Or renew our historic conviction that 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 families worshiping Jesus together is is not just welcome but it's wanted, and uh, I'm I'm sure that every church in town would say that having children in their worship services is yeah we 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 would welcome them no we we want that so I I think this that we're coming back going no that that's a value that hasn't gone away we're going to highlight I think the other is the opportunities. I, I think the year ahead, we will see God open up doors for us to personally share Jesus with mm-hmm. friends and, and work associates. So just uh, um, that he came for a reason. We're celebrating at Christmas, but but he just come mm-hmm. to give us a great holiday. He came in order to set sinners free mm-hmm. from their sin, and he wants to use us for that. So I, I think just the way we as a church family together will seize the opportunities that God's bringing. I'm pretty excited about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be fun. going to be fun to look forward to it. Listeners, we will be anticipating uh, having you along for the ride. We will be delivering <laughs> more information on some of those things as we go forward. I also want to give you the heads up that in 2022... Our plan on the podcast is to walk through, we had some teachers teach on the Old Testament mm-hmm. over the course of last year, and we're going to invite some of our adult teachers to come in, sit on the podcast, and share, and we're going to walk one book at a time through the whole Old Testament and address some of the themes and how to read those books. If you were part of the Old Testament survey class, we'd encourage you to join us. The questions will be a little different, you'll get some additional insights, but if you weren't a part of that, I encourage you to listen in mm-hmm. and get a feel for some of those books in the Old Testament that maybe you haven't spent a lot of time reading. Right. I get some insights from guys that have spent... A lot of time preparing to teach on those books. It'll be a fun year as we walk through those. We'll bring some other highlights. We'll have some other guests on the podcast as well. But we are really looking forward to 2022 and what that means here on the podcast as well. So that's basically it. That's it for the year. That's it. it for the episode, uh, listeners. Thanks for joining us not only for this episode, for whatever mm-hmm. episodes you were able to join us over the course of the year. It's been a fun year. We've really enjoyed both being able to listen or being able to speak into where you're at, being able to speak to these incredible theological mm-hmm. topics that we've covered over the course of the year. It's been just such a joy. We can't wait for 2022. Um, so we pray that all of you have a wonderful Christmas, Amen. that you have a happy New Year, that we get to see you over the course of that, and we do hope. Hope that we see you or you hear us again in 2022 for midweek in the Word.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To learn more about Faith Bible Church, please visit our website at www.faithbiblelincoln.org. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for Faith Bible Church Lincoln, Nebraska, or on Twitter at the handle at FBC Lincoln. As for this week, we'll leave you with Paul's words to Timothy. But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith.